0: Give us a call, 135353, 53. send us a text, 0419767272. Uh, morning, gents. Jerry, really going to a wedding in Kiama the day after the BSB lunch? Or are you going to the corporate ladies' tent at the Kiama 7s on that day? The Kiama 7s is held on the 25th of the 2nd, 23. Yeah, heard it? it's a great weekend down there. Main at Balgala, sending that one through. No, I'm going to a wedding. Absolutely. It's going to be a tough drive down, no doubt about that, after the big sports breakfast lunch. Get your tickets, the ATC website. Um, what else have we got here? We'll be one for a lot with Davey. Uh, that's on the cricket still. Uh, can I book a weather forecast for Hawks Nest on Friday, please? Mido? Let you know then why. Ask Cowboy from Hell. I'll try and remember. Clarkie, if one of our top four doesn't get a ton every innings, we are screwed in my opinion, says James. Sending that one through. Uh, just have a look at this yeah, pitch. I...
1: Can you see pictures? <laughs> I, 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 I've I seen a little then. bit of stuff on um, Cricket Australia's Instagram where you can see Davey Warner and Steve Smith sort of
0: looking at it. So it looks like... So there's some claims that, you know, the the ground staff, I'm just reading from... No, this
1: is what they do all the time. It looks like there's grass in the middle, but they're bare at the ends.
0: Yeah, so they're like watering the centre of the surface, but not the ends of the surface. So leaving it dry at the end. Can you show
1: me that picture again, please? No, so what they do, that's not water, that's actual grass, I reckon. Okay. So what they do is they keep the grass in the middle of the pitch... So there's something a little bit there for the quick, so that doesn't break up. But then they shave both ends, so it spins. But the problem from this end, you can see there's a like that's a that's a separate patch for bowling to left-handers. Yeah, it's. It's advantage India. Let's say that. <laughs> it starts with advantage India because they know their condition so well. The wicket's definitely going to spin. They've got two very good and experienced spinners. So, okay, let's say it starts like that. But I'd also say when teams come to Australia and you walk out onto the Gabba or the Wacker, it's advantage Australia when India comes to Australia. And India still beat us here. So, give us a chance. Give us a chance. You're not confident, but no, I'm saying I'm just... Not confident. Give us a crack.
0: All right. Time to talk some racing and kind enough to give us some time on, a, am sure, a busy morning. Peter Snowden. Peter, Peter, good morning to you.
2: Morning, boys. How are you?
0: Yeah, really well, thanks. So I guess overall, uh, describe the optimism, particularly in regards to the team of two-year-olds you had heading towards the meaty part of the autumn carnival coming up.
2: Yeah, no, it's um, looking good so far. We've got a bit of work to do yet, but so far, a few winds of the fire and um, I'm happy the way they're going along.
0: On Saturday in the English Millennium, you've got Divine Glory at you know a big price barrier rate. If the emergencies come out, what gives you confidence that it'll improve off the run in the Widden? Oh,
2: she's probably got a work cut out for her there. She's uh, very genuine. Um, the run wasn't bad first up. She has improved from that run. Uh, Doing a gate to get a, a, a get a good spot in the race. Probably got a lift to be honest uh, to say she's a winning chance. Kings Gambit and Don
0: Corleone, Peter, uh, in for the Piero played at Randwick, the Blue Diamond Prelude as well. Uh, to what extent will it come down to draws and fields uh, uh, in regards to shaping your decision?
2: Yeah, look, I think I'll we'll keep them both here. Um, we'll accept with both, see what they draw then make a call after, after acceptance what which one we're running where. But there'll only be one we'll run there and one we'll run the next week at the Silver Step. So, but I think we'll keep them both in Melbourne at this stage. I'm oh, sorry, both in Sydney. How did King's Gambit pull up, Pete? Good, mate. He had a pretty hard run. It's he, uh extremely hot that day, very, very hot. He he's a fairly warm horse as it was. He did feel the run a little bit, but, but uh I thought his effort was good. His section was backed that up. He was the quickest six hundred of the day in that race and um wasn't been far off one trial. Uh, the winner had a couple of trials in a run so he had a bit of race fitness on him. I thought that that's all made the difference in the last hundred meters. So I'm happy with him. He's come on nicely from that run. Work well, was excellent yesterday morning and uh when he decide to run him? No doubt he'll be running well.
0: She's a good filly. She's a belter. Had a nice trial late last month, and uh, her and Revolutionary Miss shaping up for the Light Fingers on Saturday. Peter.
2: Yeah, no, she's a very good filly, very very good. Uh, had a lot of drama with the last prep. Everything could go wrong, went wrong with her. The touch water so far this time, we've had a really good prep, and uh, she's been ticking over lovely. So uh, very very strong race. It's probably the best rendition of this race I've seen for quite a while. Um, she's top class horses there, but look, she'll make a presence felt, that out, and she'll keep on improving through the hopefully. Um, she runs in the group one surround after this, and then possibly the Coolmore after that. But uh, no, she, she is a very talented mare herself.
3: And race seven, Tarzara, um, second start. Oh, I thought she, oh, well, he, sorry, I, I thought he held on pretty strongly yeah. in his first
2: yeah. race, yeah. Pete. His first start in Australia, yeah. I thought he ran well as well. His work had been good. Uh, he, too, only had one trial going into that race, so he's taking improvement from the run. But no, he'll be competitive for sure. He's a, he's a handy horse. He'll make his place felt. For sure, he'll hear more about him. Uh, one of our listeners,
0: very keen to ask you about Vomo Island. Looked pretty good over three trials, says Gav. And uh, this is a done deal, Colt.
2: He's a nice horse and certainly doing more than I'll expect mm-hmm. to do with this age being a done deal. But uh, impressive trial on... On Monday, and uh, no doubt it possibly runs Friday week or or three weeks uh, from Saturday. So we won't go yet, but he's a horse to look forward to. It. What about today, Pete? Anyone we should keep an eye on? Uh, I think Wallaby's is her best chance today. She's last night winner there at the track and distance against her own own age and uh, progressive filly, and she's probably worth a tote t- ticket for sure.
0: Uh, Mazu, uh, how's he coming back, and what are the plans over the carnival, Peter?
2: Uh, it, it's come out really well he'll try at Rose Hill next Monday um, happy with his progress he's ticking over a lovely. he'll have two trials and um, just got to discuss it with the owners which way we go with him but uh, possibly possibly the new market first up uh, wow. first week of March so we'll have two trials we'll see how he trials we'll make a call we seeing see maybe when he has his second trial
3: what about down there in Melbourne on the weekend the Kevin Hayes Stakes
2: Cythera we haven't seen her for a year she'll run yeah no good filly Uh and the few stars she's had have all been quality races and she performed each one of them. Uh, she's been off the scene for a little while, but she's back on track again now and she's had uh, two trials. She's quite forward and no um, doubt she'll make a person belt. Busy time
0: for you, Peter. Really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. Anytime, guys. Appreciate
2: it. Thank, Thank you. you
0: Great stuff. Peter Snowden there. So he nominated today. Uh, Clark, he asked him what he likes today. Wallumbay at Warwick Farm. Race three, number three. $4 with Tab, second line of betting, last start winner. The favourite's also a last start winner in Moscow night which has the inside gate, uh, James McDonald in the saddle for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, by Barrier 4, Sam Clipperton in the saddle. So $4, second line of betting. But, gee's got some two-year-olds in, uh, oh. Peter and Paul, and uh, lots of options for them. Uh, yeah, interesting, this Vomo Island. Gee, the Mazu first up in the new market as well. So uh, it's uh, a lot to keep an eye on there from that stable, uh, particularly on Saturday as well with the likes of Kings Gambit, Don Corleone, so likely to stay in Sydney to go to that Piero plate. Those two two two-year-olds who were his two top seeds, at least according to the market, for the Golden Slipper. As it stands, there is still his two top seeds. Uh, and the Slipper Market with Tab, 18th of March. Learning to Fly, $6. Kings Gambit, second line of betting, $7. Skirt the Law, uh, the Magic Millions winner at 8 Barber, Don Corleone, Red Resistance, all $9 in that market as it stands. Still, it seems like it's anyone Slipper. Uh, big game in the A-League this weekend between the Wanderers and Sydney FC. Combank Stadium and on Saturday night, And uh, only four points between the two clubs. Sydney FC snuck into the top six with their second straight win on the weekend. Their come-from-behind win against the Central Coast Mariners. So, ensured they uh, went up to six. The Wanderers in second place and only four points between them. And we're going to speak to Paolo Retre, Sydney FC midfielder, uh, shortly ahead of that huge match on Saturday night. As it stands with Tab, very tight market. And uh, Sydney FC, $2.50. The Wanderers are $2.70 at home. So Sydney FC favourites, slight favourites. And uh, which belies, obviously, where they are on the table at the moment. The draw, $3.40. And, uh, in fact, I think we've got him on the line now. No, he'll be coming up shortly, Paolo Retre. So that's a huge match on Saturday night. Uh, And uh, stacks of trials this weekend as well. Uh, to look forward to, I see the Dolphins have named a pretty strong squad uh, against the Cowboys, who very much named uh, a lot of squad players, I, I guess he'd say, for their uh, team. We spoke to Dean Young, the Cowboys assistant, earlier this morning. You can catch up all the interviews on wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Big Sports Breakfast. But the Dolphins have named a lot of their players we'd probably expect to see in round one. And that match is in, I believe it's in Cairns on Sunday evening. And amongst, well, in the halves, uh, can't wait to see him. I'm sure he'll play first grade at some stage this year. I know that they've got Sean O'Sullivan there, but uh, Anthony Milford and Isaiah Katoa named in the halves there, Loz.
3: Yeah, well, Katoa comes with a huge reputation for such a young man and Penrith were very keen to keep him, but obviously he thought that his pathway was blocked to the NRL system because Nathan Cleary is going to be there possibly for the next 10 years. So he was looking for a, a chance to go and prove himself. Wayne Bennett snapped him up very quickly. I've got no doubt that he'll be in the 17 at some point this season, possibly force his way into that starting 13. But I, I'm I'm thinking the Titans, as I said yesterday, can win up to six games. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Wayne Bennett effect, uh, and if they don't get too many injuries... Um, winning six games in their first season will be a great result for the Dolphins. Yeah. Great result. Mm-hmm.
0: Joining us is ahead of the big city Derby this Saturday night at Combank is City FC midfielder Paolo Retro. Paolo, good morning to you.
4: Yeah, good morning, guys.
0: Uh, describe the atmosphere, I guess, in the squad now, the mentality and how it's changed over the past fortnight with these two big wins you've had against Melbourne victory and Central Coast.
4: Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, it's been a good change in shift. Um, just like you said, you're building that momentum and uh, mentality going into the derby, which we we, um, we sort of obviously planned for that to be the case because we knew yeah, we needed a few wins on the board and take the confidence in for the rest of the season.
3: Yeah, can I ask, Paulo, what's it like to build up to a Wanderers game? I'm assuming it's different to all the other games that you play, or is it not?
4: No, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we know that. Um, Obviously, it's bragging rights to the fans, Um, and it's, yeah, it's a massive game. Um, We're obviously expecting probably a big crowd. Um, So, yeah, yeah, it's... um, We know what it means um, to the fans and the club to win the game. Has this
1: game come at the right time for you guys? Obviously, huge victory last week. Um, Surely winning in that fashion, in that way, must give you a lot of confidence to come from behind.
4: Yeah, definitely. We showed great character, and I think... um, yeah, it's maybe one of those performances that, you know, gives you the belief like you guys were saying before to um to kick on and um know that you can obviously, you know, win games and come from behind like you said. So, yeah. Probably a good stepping stone.
3: Yeah, it's a s- slow start to the season by Sydney FC standard. But do you think everything's now starting to fall into place? You've won a couple in a row. Uh Adam Afondro uh, a uh, couple of goals last week. Alex Wilkinson's back um you know you just re- uh signed joel king uh he's coming back into the squad do you think that it's just starting to build and momentum is happening for you at the right time
4: yeah i think so i think it's like you said you've got a combination of all these little things that you know like you said you know adam scoring some goals will go being back and having some key players obviously returning um you know it's um yeah it makes a world of difference and then um yeah, and then obviously picking up the results, like you said, all the confidence comes up. So, yeah, hopefully that continues. And we know it's going to be a tough game, obviously, with the Wanderers. They've had a pretty decent start to the season. Uh, but, yeah, like the Derbys, like you said before, they kind of mean a lot. And we know that. And obviously, um, yeah, anything can happen on the day. Mm, things can
3: turn around pretty quickly. And only a couple yeah. of weeks ago, Stevie Corica was under pressure. And, you know, your team were, you know were, were being criticised for not playing up to... Their standards that you've set over the the last couple of uh, years, but I, I want to know what Steve was like during that period where things weren't happening, and how did he manage to keep the group together and try to keep the confidence levels high?
4: He basically just said, "Like you got to take it a game at a time," and um, and obviously, yeah, it gets to the point where you know, I guess there's only so much you can sort of say. He sort of just alluded to basically that you would need to believe and obviously try and get the three points and trying to build game by game, which I think sort of help the boys, obviously, just, uh, yeah, not think that you're in a a rut and just get the boys lifted and trying to play game by game. And, yeah, obviously, like you said, you get a few wins on the board and and that completely changes.
0: Parlo, the Wanderers, uh, who do you need to watch out for? What's the key to shutting them down and limiting their effectiveness?
4: Uh, I think it's got probably to do more with what we do. Um, I think, yeah, if you can go into the game trying to think of all these different things on how to stop them, uh, but I think if we play our game like we showed, obviously, against the Mariners, even with 10 men, um, second half, we controlled the game and kept the ball, and, um, yeah, we created some good chances to score. So I think if we do something similar to that, um, obviously, yeah, that will nullify their threats going forward.
0: And just uh, when you look at the ladder, I mean, between second and ninth, very congested, only, what, two wins, six points separating that range. But up the top, your old club, Melbourne City, uh, 31 points, seven points clear. They've only had one defeat this season, scoring 33 goals, conceding 12. uh, To everyone's chasing. What's the feel as to why they're, I guess, so dominant?
4: Uh, They've just been the most consistent, um, to be honest. Like, I know it sounds pretty obvious, but... uh... Yeah, definitely they to played the best, but they get like a one nil win. Um, so, yeah, they're just playing the most consistent at the moment. Um, with all the other Like you said, the table is very tight in the middle there and uh, between second and all the way down, maybe even to the bottom, it's pretty tight. So, um, yeah, the rest of the sides aren't really consistent at the moment. So we're trying to work on that as well.
0: Well, it's sure to be a great atmosphere, great occasion there at Combank Saturday night to enjoy, Paolo, and uh, good luck.
4: No, thank you very much. Thanks for
0: having me. Thank you. Pa- Paolo Retre there, Sydney FC midfielder. And yes, they're $2.50. The Wanderers 2 dollars The draw 3 Be good 40. to see
4: a big
3: crowd out there. And, yeah, oh, they Saturday will be not, For sure. They definitely will be. Yeah, a great stadium, combat stadium. You know. Up and down
1: season, isn't it, for Sydney FC? Yeah. Cop so much criticism.
3: But yeah, I, I, I feel they are as well. You know. I looked at the table the other day. I'm pretty confident they're the only team, obviously in the last two weeks, that have won two in a row. So some teams are starting to, to stumble where... Mm. Um, Sydney FC have stumbled all season, but they're now find, starting to find some form. F- find some form. Mm. So, you know, they win another two in a row, and their season is back on track. It's interesting. In a big way. Y- your
1: question about um, Steve Corica as well, because I think that's like certainly after. Um, or post-retirement, I, I love looking at players and coaches when they're under the most amount of pressure because you, I think you get to see um, a lot of their character and their personality, and, and even through the period where they're really struggled and there was talk that Dwight York was going to take his yeah. job at Sydney FC, it, it, I don't feel like there's been anything from Steve or Sydney FC that has made us feel like he's he's certainly expressed that he's under pressure, like he's no. bit his tongue really well, he's copped the criticism, but he's stayed it seems like he's stayed pretty consistently consistent. And I think now when you if you watched in the FC play, listen to the players talk, that's exactly what you want from your coach. When you're under maximum pressure, just hold tight.
3: Yeah. You know and I suppose there's not a right or a wrong way. Yeah when you're going through a bad period. But mm. what you want to still see when you turn up as a player is your coach having confidence and faith yeah. that you can still get the job done. You, you don't want to be in a situation where you, your coach is a volatile yeah. sort of person where they're Roller up and down lights. by mood yeah. swings yeah, with yeah. on wins and, and losses. You, you, you want to make sure that your coach is fairly stable and focused on mm. what, still needs to be done while trying to keep the group together by reinforcing the strengths of the group because it's quite easy to forget about all your strengths and just focus on your weaknesses Mm. because that's what we need to improve. And sometimes you delve too much into that weakness and you keep reminding the players about the bad things rather than reinforcing them about the good things that can occur And I reckon you have that balance. You have that fine balance where you've got to get it right. Because if you don't, players will lose their focus pretty quickly. And then you start to get murmurs out of the dressing shed about discontent. Mm. And when you have that, your season can be be over pretty quickly. (laughs) Potentially
0: history today in the NBA. LeBron James needs 36 points to break the all-time scoring record. He would overtake Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And there's stacks of markets open at tab. Uh, Just go to the basketball menu and there is NBA LeBron James scoring record. I think in this studio, we're pretty keen to back, well, under the market exact date, LeBron breaks scoring record. So where the options are, well, today's $2.30 against Oklahoma City. And the next game, Friday, Milwaukee's the $1.55 favorite. Then it's 20 to one and longer the rest. look, The market says it'll be in these next two games. We think he's going for it today. 36 I, points today.
1: I'd like to think he's having a crack today. I, just, uh, I think we've all seen in life, you don't know what's coming tomorrow. So if there's an opportunity, I'd hate to see him take the foot off the throttle and think, no, I'll just save it for, for Friday. I don't think he'll do that. I think if there's a chance LeBron can hit these points today, he's taken it. There's, there's never a bad time to own this record. That's for sure.
0: All right, let's now really have a throw at the stumps. How is he going to do it? So under LeBron breaks scoring record. Dunk. Layup $2.50. No. Other, so yeah, I don't know. What's under other? $4.50. 3 point field goal $5. No. Free throw $5.50. No. Dunk yes. $7. Dunk
1: 100. A monster dunk over someone.
0: It's too appropriate though, isn't it?
1: No, nah, that's LeBron. It's
0: too romantic.
1: He's the big fish.
0: Think about it. This this would be when he breaks the record: thirty eight thousand three hundred and eighty eight
1: points. Unbelievable. Can never be taken away from him. Greatness, right there. Whoa. It's either a dunk or a three pointer. He's not going a layup. No chance for the biggest prize. I think a, an unbelievable three pointer or smoking someone with
0: a dunk over the top of them. Well, you take
1: it however it's there though. That's the thing. It's coming. Hmm. It's coming today, I reckon.
0: Uh, Loz, early, we we're talking off air. So <laughs> Venus Williams, she's listed apparently Bernard Tomic as one of her favourite players. One of her favourite players now is the direct quote. Yeah. Uh, he's barely playing on the tour. Is Venus what's doing?
3: Well, it's either a Mickey take <laughs> or they've got a very good relationship, a strong friendship. But to say that Bernard is one of our favourite players could be for different reasons. Like, you know, you've got Nadal, the competitive spirit, you know, Roger Federer, the grace that he played with. It might be just Tommy because of the way that he carried on like a rat. Yeah, that's perplexing from Venus. But Mm -hmm. anyway. Uh, There's a lot of perplexing things that happen in the world, you know, that we're unsure of. That's one of them. That is one of them.
0: 13 53 53 is the number. Gavin, good morning. Uh, Morning, boys. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself? Going
5: well, going well. What have you got for Um, us? I just wanted to clarify, I I missed the uh, interview with Buzz on Monday, but then DS must have played a portion of it to be a bit of a filler for his program. And um, he was talking about, now, and I missed it all, but I just wanted to get some clarification. He talked about wanting the state government to prop up council grounds and, and for, for the football, for the NRL, and the possibility of covering a stadium? Is, is that what I uh, Specifically
0: I a core stadium. Yeah. So the reason why the NRL uh, has or could because potentially... Because they backtracked. Yes, exactly. Yes. So the originally the state government had committed uh, to redeveloping, well, certainly Allianz Stadium, but in a core stadium. Then, of course, COVID hit. So they backtracked yep. uh, on redeveloping a core stadium. And as a result of that, uh, the agreement between the NRL and the government to ensure that the grand final is in Sydney for the next, what, quarter of or uh, well, 25 years uh, yep. is now null, seen as null and void. So the NRL could now take the grand final elsewhere, could sell it off yep. after this year. So, uh, yeah, so that's what Buzz was getting at was that the fact we don't have that covered stadium means we could see the grand final uh, moved uh, and yeah, the redevelopment of a core stadium was supposedly going to inc- include a, a cover for that stadium. Mm. But now that yeah. that hasn't
3: happened, and some money committed to the boutique stadium. Oh yeah, as
5: well as Brookvale. Yeah. Uh, that
3: So as well. so yeah.
5: let let's let's put a number out there on what we think the state's following of NRL is. Would would we say twenty percent
3: of New South because, Wales? Yeah. Oh, I think there'd be more than twenty percent. Well, even say forward. let's call yeah. it thirty. Even
5: thirty percent of all that money going to to one third of the, what the community or follow or whatever. Yeah. When like I'm in New South Wales country and I'm driving around and there's holes in roads, I will give Buzz one thing. He did actually talk about teachers and nurses and a few people like that, and and that I'll give him a bit of credit that he actually gave them a bit of chat as well. Yeah. But. You look at the roads around here. We don't need money going to cover a stadium. What happened to playing in all conditions? Well, we put a roof over a stadium yeah, yeah. takes away I,
3: that whole I think, element. Gavin, I, th- I think you'd have a lot of people agree with you. I think you'd have a lot of people say that um, money needs to be spent in the health system. It needs to be spent on infrastructure in terms of you know roads getting fixed and um, other m- major projects which will you know help fuel the economy here in in New South Wales. But I think Buzz was more so making the point, and I don't want to put words in Buzz's mouth, but I think he was more talking about because the government reneged and the NRL are now playing hardball with the grand final, they're basically saying if you don't commit money to these projects, then we will take the grand final to... Different venues, or at least commit money and to, to the them. NRL, yeah. NRL yeah. And, and, and that's what he's saying. He's just saying they're grand trying to leverage that mm. to try and get support off off the government. Now the government don't have to, by the way, and the yeah. government yeah. might say, yeah. "Don't worry about it." No, we, but we're,
5: but even even so, if mm. they took the grand final away, um is it that much of a difference? Like New South Wales, we know is Sydney, Newcastle, and Wollongong, and that's where all the money goes anyway, which still gets my goat. But anyway. Taking the grand final away is only New South Wales money being spent in New South Wales. So if they're not fixing a stadium or doing whatever the money goes elsewhere, it makes no difference.
0: Yeah, I, I guess that the government and Buzz was also writing this off the back of the fact that Destinations New South Wales spent $15 million to have the A-League grand final yeah. in Sydney for the next three mm. years. So yep. and the argument is, is the multiplier effect through the economy by the government investing that money. Uh, to, say, the A-League or to the NRL to have the grand final in, in Sydney, the economic multiplier effect through hotels, yeah. restaurants, bars, all that sort of stuff, which I know for people in the country doesn't mean diddly squat.
5: Yep, well, you'd you know that. Yeah,
0: yep. <laughs> I understand. And... and <laughs> I understand about... I think everywhere in the state, it feels like everywhere the potholes are just outrageous after all the rain we had in the last four months, for sure.
3: I don't don't think you get too many people disagreeing with what you're (laughs) sort of saying there, Gav. I I, I don't think people would disagree, but as a lover of the game, yes, I'd love to see a a stadium with a roof on it, you know, and I'd love to see these other venues um, propped up a little bit, but again, you you don't want to see it at at the expense of health systems and all that type of thing and
5: and And no doubt we could talk about this for hours but anyway i'll um i'll let you keep on moving and uh thanks very much for clarifying for me a little bit of what he said
0: no good on you gavin appreciate the call and uh, to my knowledge at this stage i I don't think i've seen either leader chris minns or dominic (laughs) perrottaghi commit to any sort of project like that like A core stadium or anything, because they know it'll be politically unpopular. that's exactly right. Or easily politically attacked, considering there's an election coming up. But I think
3: the one thing they would be able to commit to would be holding the grand final here in Sydney and paying a premium price to have that. Mm. I don't think they'll be committing a lot of money to building roof on a stadium, or or more so, I think they possibly could do that, but more so... um, funding injections into Leichhardt ovals mm. and, and places like that. Yeah. I, I, I think they won't see that as a political win for them mm. if they were to commit money to those type of things
0: Yeah, I, I don't even think it's more about the specific projects, laws. I think it's Peter Volandis has just looked at the $15 million going to the A-League. Yeah. So well, a they're getting 15000000 million. We're X times more popular than... The A League, yeah. we should be getting X million
3: yeah. to host the grand final. Yeah. But, but again, to Peter's defence, he he he's his there job's to run
0: the NRL. That's <laughs> correct.
3: He, his job is there to maximise revenue mm. for the NRL, mm. and then it's the decision makers, which are the government, whose responsibility it is to distribute money where they think is best needed. Mm. And a lot of people will say money is needed. In a lot of other areas.
0: What about the potholes?
3: Oh, this Mate, one, this blocker. You'll, Mate, you'll tell they, you ask They're the worse now seriously. than ever before.
0: Horrendous. Dave Stanley coming up shortly. Big episode of Racing HQ coming up after the 9 o'clock news. Final fields, barrier draws for all the other races there on Saturday. We had the English Millennium uh, final field declared and draw yesterday. And uh, great days racing in prospect. This Apollo Stakes, really looking forward to seeing how this field shapes up, and also the all the Group One uh, down south as well this weekend. So uh, we're getting towards a really good part of the year, aren't we, with the Autumn Carnival? I know it's February, but it really feels like uh, the uh, midst of the we're in the midst of the Autumn Carnival, no doubt about that. Uh, great days racing that and Tun Curry. Uh, hosts the Country Championships Qualifier, the New Haven Park Country Championships Qualifier on Sunday as well. So that all gets underway. Um, Now, also, just, Loz, uh, before we get to DS, uh, Mitch Moses was speaking earlier about him speaking yesterday. He also lauded Trent Barrett and the impact he's had on him as well since arriving there. And uh, I know for for Trent, it hasn't worked out yet as a head coach. Still a reasonably young man in coaching years, isn't he? But it hasn't quite worked out yet at Manly and also Canterbury. But uh, he could be a real asset there behind the scenes for for Parramatta this season.
3: Well, I think obviously that's one of the reasons why they bought him, to bring out the best in Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses and get them to be able to understand how to run a team. Um, and Trent has had great success, um, you know, in those assistant coaching roles. Uh, It hasn't worked out for him as as a head coach, but now he gets to do a lot of work with certain individuals, and they will learn a lot from him. Um, The big one for mine will be, and I'm interested to see how Parramatta, whether they, uh, you know, can can still be in this premiership window or they – Go backwards, but I think that Josh Hodgson, if he can stay injury free, I I think he's going to be a good pickup for them, Mm. because I think that allow will allow Moses and Brown to run the ball, which is their strongest assets, I think, in their games, and sometimes we just don't see enough of it. But if Hodgson can take control and Hodgson can get them around the paddock, and take a bit of pressure off with his kicking game, it just Allows those two other guys to free themselves up to have a bit of a look at what the opposition are doing, rather than sometimes just concentrate. In particular, Mitch concentrating on what his team has to do. He can look for what might be best suited to him, you know, and be a bit more selfish in terms of running the ball.
0: Uh, I had a little chuckle just then as uh, DS would you say sauntered into the studio, strutted like a giraffe.
1: You got a strut on you. You got a. You, sh- you got big. You got big shoulders. You okay. go
0: side to side. Yeah, and... just
6: drag the feet. What's up, boys? How are we, boys? Uh, was there a bloke uh, <laughs> saying about interviews before? What was Gavin saying? He missed an interview, so he was going to hear it later on the show. Mm. Or? Oh,
0: you, did you play a bit of Buzz's interview on Monday? Play, yeah, played a bit yeah, of buzz he later. Just on. Was trying to get the the full gist of what he was saying ah. about uh, taking the grand final away from Sydney and spending money on stadiums, etc. Because he's. Uh, from the country, I believe is out Grenfell Way, and he was uh, like a lot of country people yeah. blowing up about how all their potholes haven't been fixed yes. on the roads, which <laughs> which is a fact. True While story. Ride, What's going on there? Out in I'm, Central West over the summer, hitting, so. hitting the road this afternoon.
6: Where are you off to? Tung Curry. So ah, I'll be in right. Tung right Tung Curry of mm. uh, and we'll be live there tomorrow morning. Racing really? HQ at Tung Curry. First time in their history they've had an event like this. I've never been to that part of the world. I've been to Taree, but I've never been into Tunkari. Have you guys been?
1: I've been to Tunkari, yeah, a long time ago.
6: It, it's a, apparently a beautiful place. Beautiful I was Yeah. I was
3: a kid when I was. Yes,
6: that's when yeah. all of you go, yeah, beautiful place. Yeah, i been well, there. I've been, can't wait. You know that's well, I've been there. Yeah, never I've been either, which I've is
3: incredible. Been, yeah. No, I've been. Yeah, of course you have. No,
6: I've been. Well, why didn't um, you say straight away, you yeah, have been <laughs> there? Well, because you <laughs> yes, were looking yeah. at those two. Well, I was looking at you as well. Well,
3: I can now say it's a good. Spot. It's a good spot, you and go I'll tell you who. In. I was too uh, young to remember. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Raps the place, and yeah. I think he may go up there all the time for holidays. Is a bloke that we know well, Matty Jenkins. Yeah, he does. He does. I think Jenkins from bulldog up there as isn't well. He? I and think Bulldog, Bulldog yeah. goes up there. Yep. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Mm. Now, I heard you talking about giving a prize away. At the Big Sports Breakfast Lunch. Oh, I'm people.
1: in trouble. I'm in trouble by Wilbur. He's not happy with me. No,
6: I know. But that's just, just Wilbur. He's, he's a bit grumpy at the moment. You've just got to, you know... He needs a hug. Up. I'm going to give him a hug. We'll give him a finish. hug. Yeah, I'm going to give him a cuddle. It's the Big Sports Breakfast Lunch. 195 <laughs> a ticket. It's at the Wink Stand. I know you've been mentioning it heaps a Middo, And there's going to be a uh, big thing about racing. Obviously, Racing HQ will be there. Myself and Marlo and Allian will be are you trying to... Uh, TBA at this stage because okay. obviously it's a, it's a race day yeah. and we're going to try and get some, some trainers there okay. and obviously the next day we've got the Chipping Norton and some big races so. I, I,
1: I've got a suggestion what about my prize hang on What mm. did you like my idea of a prize? About, you gave me nothing what about
6: Bailey? a day at the zoo day at the zoo yeah. <laughs> what With you, Clarkie, and, Clarkie <laughs> and Loz what no. Taronga day no at <laughs> see the giraffes <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> 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 see hey the, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing a <laughs> zoo you know, a zoo go visit go and see the tigers that's a horrible prize what
6: about a day at the zoo
1: I was thinking more That's like wrong. a – like what about – let me think. So let's say oh, whoever doubt. wins the prize. What about
6: the big boat? Can no, the, I wasn't thinking that either. Get the big boat?
1: Uh, you know, actually, I did t- – give me – I just want to think about it. Just give okay, me a day right. to think about a prize. Righto. But what do you think we should be giving some sort of prize away? Lots, lots
6: of thinking Northbridge Hotel. Yeah, <laughs> Northbridge drink with Daly.
1: Something. Uh, We've got to do something, yeah. don't we? Rather than just turn up, people pay their cash. You don't reckon. What about, a, no. what about Just Mido? get some alcohol and food and oh, there's you your cash. What I'll tell you out. off here? What, yeah. About, yeah. Oh,
6: oh. what about a country trip with Mido, out to Orange, to the wineries?
1: See, that sounds like a great idea. Do the circuit with Mido. Do the, like, circuit. That actually, the circuit with see, Mido. The circuit with something Mido. like that. A circuit
6: with Mido. Or a Saturday night with Mido.
1: I could do a game of backyard cricket. Loz be... could go to a school and do joint? What's that joint underneath
6: Ivy? That they had the salsa dancing hat? What's it called? The start, so not establishment. 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 Yeah. Started establishment.
1: Mido well, could take a... You could go to... People <laughs>
6: go out in the city. <laughs> city. Really. What
1: about you do a date? What about the winner gets a date with Mido? Date with oh, Mido. Jeez.
6: I'm
3: married. Okay. You're um, married. Don't so do that. I, that. I, want first you first in a, I want you to... Speaking of married at Yes, first I want right. you to interview the girl that Melinda you went to Willis. school with... Melinda Willis. yeah. So one of the brides... So this is true. You went
6: to school? 100% true. So Wellington Point High... Same grade. Did you get on with her?
3: Would she know you? you... Did you date her? No, I didn't date her. So if you walked past her, you said, G'day,
6: "G'day, Melinda. She'd know Dave. She would go, Hello, Dave. I'm sure we've both changed a lot since. Yeah, since high school, yeah. she'd be like, "Oh, hello, Dave." Yeah. <laughs> she, did you ever sit near her in she class? She has changed a lot since. We either in her What group? are you
1: talking about? Visually,
6: just I think. Oh, you've got quite, older, of course. She was quite quiet as well, yeah. and I, on the show, yeah. I think she's quite you know fierce and and the boss. She? Yeah, I she's sure. uh, drives the Porsche. She's oh. very active on Instagram mm. as well. The, the blonde yeah. lady, I yeah. don't know.
3: So, so, were you? Did you ha- like hang with her at school, oh. or you weren't in that group?
6: Well, no, it was just different groups. Right. Different groups of people. But yeah. she was around. Yeah. She was, she, you know what? She was always at sort of the library and, and reading the books. And she was very academic. Smart. Right.
3: So <laughs> did you spend a bit of time in the library?
6: Uh, no. No. But she was very academic. And now yeah. she's very, obviously, very academic. <laughs> wow. uh, because she's running the business and everything. Well, I'm, <laughs> hey, boys.
1: How I'm polite just, are you trying to be I'm, here?
6: Well, because I'm <laughs> just being polite. Okay, I'm to watch it.
1: Yeah. But yeah, she's. Uh, so can we get her on the? Sh- Could she come to the lunch?
6: Melinda Willis. Yeah. yeah. You can interview her I'm at lunch. Sure, I'm sure if you put out the feeling... slide into the DMs. mid um, Midday.
1: Yeah. Let's no, find I'm, out if she can come to the Melinda
6: lunch, Midday. But DS will interview her. But but it was quite. I do remember, like uh, when she was living in. Well, she still, I presume, lives in Brisbane. But she had like sort of maybe Instagram followers of like a thousand, and then it went to like hundreds of thousands. Mm. So she's very popular and. Good luck Go to her. On. And what's her name? Melinda. Melinda, Go Melinda, Melinda. Willis. Yeah. Hope she. We're betting on maths, by the way. Oh, I
1: know. Successfully marries we're and on plays it. on. Do you reckon she will oh, marry no this guy? Idea. Have you watched
6: any of it? No, I haven't watched no, any. No, right. You only I know she's it. on there. Only know because it came up on the ad. Yeah. And I've gone, oh,
0: that's Melinda Willis. <laughs> right. And then all
6: the boys from school were. Yeah. What are you laughing at? Messaging, oh, going, oh, there's text. Melinda.
0: Glenn Munsey writes. Last time she saw. Last time <laughs> she spotted Dave was across a courtroom and described him as the defendant. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say,
6: the last <laughs> time you saw me, was <laughs> it like the tuck shop line? <laughs> <laughs> we have been dead set school. Uh, We've got to, on the show today, John, John O'Shea yeah. is going to join us this morning. We've also got uh, on the program as well, Mitch Cullen with the latest in news. We'll talk about Curry Today at 11 o'clock, we're doing a little preview on the English Millennium. We'll chat with Mick Price and Calvin McAvoy and Yvonne Sampson, who's been announced as the, one, uh, oh, the new uh, ambassadors there at English. We'll chat with her. Love, Vonnie. And, yeah, boys, go and enjoy your day. Happy right. Wednesday. I reckon the see zoo. Us. Get you two at the zoo.
1: Loz. <laughs> where the does, where does the do?
6: zoo tour come from? Nah, Beautiful. I just be like no to zoo see you. tour. I'd yeah. like to see Might as well bring people in here. <laughs>
3: hope the lions <laughs> don't <laughs> escape yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> see you, boys. <laughs>
6: Have a good day.